the college football experience. Fresno State Bulldogs 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler. When you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. This is Randy Cross. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. season preview. And you better believe I am excited to talk bulldog football. I consider them one of my favorite schools in all of the land. Uh, look, if you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby swing a database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Mm. Oh boy. It's a lock every year. Take the over on the Bulldogs. You're going to cash, <laughs> especially when you got Jeff Tedford running shit. Man knows what he's doing. He used to play at Fresno CFL legend. I mean, he's just uh, had that Northern California, central California stopping grounds for a long time now. Yes, a very long time. And we've been doing this a very long time. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for Former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling a dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh. let's get it going, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I mean, Tedford spent what? Uh, what? 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. This guy played pro football for what, eight years as okay. a professional? There we go. Uh, all in the uh, CFL. In the in the Canadian Football League, but a pro is a pro is a pro. They had some damn good quarterbacks. We had Joe Theismann on the show yesterday. He's a former CFL guy. There you Warren go. Moon's a former CFL guy. Doug Flutie, Jeff Garcia. Do I need to go on and on? Because I can, um, folks. Uh, we're gonna dive. We're gonna dive into uh, into this Fresno State. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about it. This is the Fresno State Bulldogs. It's been talked that the Big Twelve has had communications with Fresno. It's a sleeping giant, and this is a dominant football school, in my opinion. They are uh, Patty C. We did some deep diving on their history. Five-time national champion, 1930-1961-1982-1989. I don't care what they say. They had the same record as the champions. They had undefeated season in '85. What the hell? I mean, you know what the craziest part of all of that is? What's that? 
all three seasons with either one loss or undefeated, like you said, in '85, didn't rank in the top 25 in the final poll on any of them. Absolutely ridiculous. We, we looked it up in the, uh, I think it was the '89 season. Yeah. Uh, they or is it either '80? No, it's the '85 season. They beat the number twenty team in the country by forty four points in the final game of the, in the bowl game. Still and that not ranked. Still didn't get them in the postseason. The pyramid scheme that was college football for a long time. We're getting out of that, thankfully, because no, they're national champions. And look, we are a publication over here at SGPN. Mm-hmm. We will gladly Fresno State send over any information. We will gladly deem you national champions, so you can put that up. Yeah. Because when you go through college football's history, you see so many teams claiming national championships. And I'm not talking about UCF in 19. I'm talking about Alabama, Texas, the Blue Bloods cl- yeah. claiming these phony national championships. That's right. This is not a phony national championship. You had the same record as the champ, and you have a shit ton of NFL players on your roster. I mean, you go back and look at those teams in the 80s. It's not like they're they're they're, they're running out me or you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is like, I mean, Stefan Page, Henry Ellard. Stud, uh, the touchdown pro, maker, Stephen Baker, some Pro Bowl quality yeah. wide receivers. Dude, not only that, the defensive side of the ball. I was going through all this shit, man. Like they had guys, they had guys. Uh, Marquez Pope, uh, Michael Stewart, who started uh, at safety for the Rams, to not even have them ranked. Well, that just that just proves my point on how ridiculous. But now we're moving forward. Twelve team playoff. Patty C. Trent Dilfer made the case the other day. Trent Dilfer. Former yeah. Fresno State. A lot, a lot of great quarterbacks from old oh, Fresno. Quarterback you, man. Quarterback you. <laughs> um, but Trent Dilfer, one of Fresno's own, uh, he's now the head coach of UAB. And I thought he made an interesting point. He said, We have an easier path than Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan now with an auto bid and 12 team playoff. So I think he was saying teams in the AAC, Sunbelt or Mountain West. You do. You might have an easier path because you're not playing power fives in one team. If one team can conquer, yeah, I, I would put Fresno State pretty high on that list, especially now that we see Cincy, UCF, Houston leave. Certainly, uh, increased access. You know, coming here for some of these schools that, you know, and a school like Fresno who probably deserved a shot on several a long like, time ago. I mean, yeah. dude, you go through the years of Fresno State football. I mean, I'll just say. They've been very good for a long time. All right. Like they had a, uh, some down years, I think, like seven, eight years ago when they had a, a coach. But besides that, they've been pretty fucking good for a long time. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? Do you think, do you find Dilfer's statement to be accurate? Yeah. I mean, you've been saying that forever. It's like, of course, as soon as you grant access, then that, that door swings open. Recruiting uh, picks up, you know players want to be able to play in big games. And if you are locked out of that, even with an undefeated season, you won't get any love then yeah, you're never going to get the, the opportunity. But as soon as you're given the opportunity, uh, a lot of things change. I mean, if you look at, at uh, they haven't had many seasons like bowl game or under 500. Uh, you have the 2019 season where everything fell apart. Where I feel like that was, I think, the beginning of the end. Or no, uh, yeah, for Ted for when when he had the the health problems. But other than that, I mean, the Tim DeRuiter era. But bef- other than that, I man, this has been like a factory. I feel yeah. like of of good football really since Pat Hill was bowling almost every year of his tenure. Sweeney did a great job in the 80s and 90s as well. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a very good program, and you know as. Uh, as a lot of these other California programs that are 
among their most played rivals all time, you know, probably make up their top 20 most played teams all time. Like 10 of these teams have ceased to exist in California. Ridiculous. All that's ridiculous. All all is ridiculous. But Fresno, you know, stands to be the uh, beneficiary of that by, you know, having access to all that talent. And I mean, look, you think about the state of California, how big it is. They, they probably have, you know, fifth most they're, they're they're the closest to a power five program. Now San Diego state coming up, but they're the best fan base though. Out of, yeah. in the whole state of California. Yeah. Like their fan base is awesome. Yeah. They're yeah. like the only loyal fan yeah. base in all yeah. of California. Um, yeah. I love what's happening. Let, let's, before we go to, before we do, you know, do an ad read, I want to ask your opinion of Jeff Tedford, Patty C. This is a guy, obviously he played at Fresno, uh, coached at Fresno with, with Sweeney and Pat Hill uh, um, before having a really successful career uh, coaching uh, at Cal where it's still unbelievable that he, he got fired from Cal because it's not like he had like five losing seasons in a row or two losing. He had one losing season. Yeah. <laughs> he went three and nine. They're like, Nope, we're going to pull the plug. Was it was Oregon already getting good while he was the, uh, was, was there, was the Oregon revolution happening under Tedford? And is that how he got the, uh, the Cal gig or did that kind of happen after him? No, I think it happened mutually I feel at the like. same time. Yeah. And yeah. so he may have been a little bit responsible for Oregon coming up. Obviously Phil Knight also responsible. I mean, that. can I read off? I know this isn't a cow pod, but just to give you an idea, folks, he comes in Cal was no world beater prior to 2002. He comes in seven and five then eight and six, then 10 and two, then eight and four, then 10 and three then seven and six, then nine and four, then eight and five. Then he goes uh, tough five and seven season, right? Bounces back seven and six bowl. Then a three and nine season fired. I mean, they were trending in the wrong direction. That's for sure. For one, two, three, almost four or five. They did go bowling. So it was a slight trend up and then down at three and nine. I think part of that, the problem of getting a program's expectations up are then you have to maintain the level that you have they been doing since. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They found out the hard way that it's, you know, you get a guy who raises your bar. It's Maybe like the you, people that are calling for ferrets to be fired. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, beware what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. Beware what you wish for. So then he goes to Fresno in 2017. He finally comes home. Uh, he coached in the CFL some. Patty C ten and four in year one at Fresno. After taking over, if you look back on on what they did, uh, I believe they were a one win team the year before. Wow. Or a three win team. What was it? Uh, you could pull it up. They were one in uh, eleven. Yeah. And the then he goes to ten. And ten and four. And then. Twelve That's, and two the next year. Yes, and then he has the health problems. And it's right? not like that one and eleven was a, a one off, and they were better before that. They were only three and nine the year before that, so they were a legit bad team for <laughs> several years in a row. Yeah, and then he immediately makes them an elite team. And then the four and eight season was a disaster because he had the health problems. Yeah, right. But then he comes back last year. What does he do? Oh, he wins the Mountain West for the second time in, in his his past three years coaching. Ten and four, but once again, not in the. Uh, I guess he made the AP post uh, season poll at number twenty four. But you know what's crazy? Not in the college football final rank. They would have went like thirteen and one had Hayner not gotten injured. Hayner was the, their losses are the Hayner injuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. They Hayner was out for like, four games. They had to start, I think, like a uh, backup quarterback against UConn and got upset at UConn cross country trip. So was that? Uh, that was early in the season. Yeah. So, so yeah. when Hayner got injured, that's tough for yeah. a, basically a first year coach to come into camp, ha, be probably training up Hayner as fast as he can and putting all his, you know, marbles in that uh, bag and then uh, and then have that go sour. I'm, I'm obviously Hayner had some experience, but 
either way, uh, yeah, he he recovered finally, and then what? Uh, ten and four, man. And they won the Mountain West. Nine games. And they went streak. to the Smurf turf. We we on the Boise preview. Actually, you I know you weren't on that, but Boise has this unbelievable record at home since yeah. 1999. They've only lost like 11 games or something. Two of these are Tedford in Mountain West championships on the Smurf turf. Yeah, I mean, there you go. If you want to see uh, the difference between where they were at the beginning without Hainer and when they came back, both of these games. Uh, week uh, the uh, October eighth at Boise, Boise they lost by twenty. Then December third, less than two months later, they go back to Boise and win by twelve. So, uh, yeah, buddy, he turned that around. Then they whip a very good Washington State team in the bowl yeah. game, twenty nine to six. You got to be pretty confident about they, the trajectory they, of this program. I'm telling you, man, I love this program. All yeah, right? this is this is the coolest program. They're in a California. fun one. Yeah. All right, uh, folks. Before we get to uh, breaking down the upcoming roster. Uh, the transfer portal, the offense, defense, special teams, everything, the game by game schedule and the stadium. We're going to, uh, we're going to get to all that. But first we want to tell you, we're brought to you by bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Like a Jeff Tedford offense, Patty C. Well, pow. I think it's going to be looking good. You're going to be looking damn good. Um, and bird dogs are stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look Um, bird dogs. You know, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs fixed this issue a while ago with uh, inventing cloud knit fabric that looks like looks like khakis, but stretches so you have a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all that movement. And Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Because look, I've been to Fresno, I've done stand-up in Fresno. Beautiful city. But damn does it get hot in the summer. Oh yeah. Perfect time for bird dogs, because you're gonna have sweat bubbling off your ass if not. <laughs> Uh, go to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter that promo code pool. That's P O O L for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Yes. They're going to just give you a tumbler. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Fresno state bulldogs, 2023 preview five-time national champion bulldogs. Um, Patty C uh, Let's talk a little bit about this because you know, I I, I think this uh, I think I understand Jake Hayner's gone. He's out. He's out there. He's in the NFL. But uh, I like what they did in the portal. I know that they took some hits, but at the same time, let's talk about it. Gone is uh, Jevin Bigelow at running back. He was a two star. He's gone. Hmm. Uh, defensive end Franco Gratton is gone. Didn't land anywhere yet. This this one hurts a little bit. Quarterback Jalen Henderson to Texas A and M. Tedford grooms him. The world wants him, man. They just pluck um, him right away. Miles Bailey hit the portal. Uh, Offensive tackle Emil Savage hit the portal. Defensive lineman John Sniffin. What is he sniffing, Patty C? Uh, <laughs> quarterback Matt Robinson hit the portal. Uh, Offensive lineman uh, Joseph Church hit the portal. Cornerback. Uh, Braylon Lux out to Texas Tech. Ouch. Defense lineman Matt Lawson at the portal. Defensive end Demarcus Johnson hit the portal. And uh, longbacker Ryan Fields hit the portal. And this was the big one here. Safety Evan Williams goes to Oregon. This guy was all conference a year ago. Uh, love the drink, Evan Williams. <laughs> I, I do believe it's better than Jack Daniels. Yeah. Um, but that's a big loss. Quarterback Alex. Truello, Truello, 
uh, is also gone. He's in the Juco ranks. Offensive lineman uh, Bula Schmidt goes to UCF. Mm, uh, shots fired. Yes, Leonard Payne goes to Colorado. As of uh, yesterday, that is a uh, a move up from the Group of Five to the Power Five. But I still think that that's a questionably lateral m- move from uh, you know Fresno to UCF because we think Fresno could easily be a Power Five team. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. Uh, Pac twelve, you listening? Big twelve, we know you were talking. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Payne though, the, uh, he's projected to start for Colorado, so th- losing a decent guy there. Defensive end Andres Fox gone. Uh, defensive lineman Joshua Pacola gone. Josh Kelly, who was a stud wide receiver for them a year ago, goes to Wazoo, where they beat them in the bowl game, and they're so good that they're like, "Hey, let's get this guy." Kale Sanders, another uh, corner gone to SMU with a, their NIL collective. Uh, linebacker Veltre Jefferson portal gone. Uh, athlete Amari Pate gone, and uh, that does it. Now coming in, and this is why it's interesting. They they took some hits there. They took some serious yeah, hits. A lot of a lot of players. I mean, some serious hits. But in comes Damian Moore, running back from Cal. Damian Moore rushed for over 500 yards and six touchdowns with the Golden Bears. Um, I like that get right. And then Mikey, five hundred yard rusher, you got it. You yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, Mikey Keen, quarterback from UCF. Me and NC Nick were high on him. We thought he was better than John Rice Plumley, but he just didn't fit in in Malzahn's offense. I'm yeah. glad to see him go because uh, I think Tedford's going to make him a stud. Seventeen touchdowns, six interceptions compared to uh, twenty touchdowns, three interceptions for Hayner last year. Obviously, that in a limit, little limited duty with missing four games. So uh, Keen, you're right. You know, in that offense, which isn't as be a pass stud. happy, his stats will probably be a lot better. He's going to be a stud. Now they replace, they lose Evan Williams to Oregon. It's tough to replace him, but they're they're high on Dean Clark, the safety. Oh, sorry, I was looking at two years ago, six touchdowns, one interception last year for Keen. Yeah, well, uh, two years ago he was a true freshman because that yeah. was the year that the quarterback situation went down. Uh, yeah. Dylan Gabriel got out. So, yeah, he was yeah. sharing time with uh, Bryce Plumlee last year. Uh, well, he just doesn't fit. He Bryce Plumlee's a miles on quarterback. Yeah. Keen is recruited off of Hypel. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So throw the ball around. Um, but they, like I was going to say, Evan Williams gone. It was a huge loss. But uh, Dean Clark comes in, who started at Kent State. Kent State was a decent school in the MAC a year ago. Also, USC linebacker uh, Tua Savi Nomora. Nice. He uh, transfers in to to Fresno. Nice little get. Look how cultured Colby has become. I, I'm probably butchering Nailing that. Nailing all the pronunciations. Uh, we think. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this: offensive lineman Tyron Sampson was about to leave, and they walk. They 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 got him to come back. So there you go. Big job there. Part of the recruiting job is recruiting your own players. Kansas State offensive tackle Kingsley Ugu uh, comes in. K State got a really good offensive line in Manhattan. Uh, Toledo wide receiver Mikel Barkley. Heads out to Fresno, and then this one—they uh, rated this a five-star transfer. Get on twenty-four-seven Sports. Jalen Gill from Boston College. Remember, Zay Flowers just went pro. He transfers in to Fresno. I know they're really excited about his potential. So Boom. getting some Power Five to yeah. travel across the country. So did they win or did they lose the portal? You think? I don't know. That's tough to say. It's I kind of a wash. I'm right? not super familiar with. I mean, Mikey Keene's a giant get. Yeah, I think. You know, to get a guy of that caliber to come, you know, run an offense that's so reliant on the quarterback, that's a win. So yeah, on on agreed. on Keen alone, I have to lean win, especially because I'm not super familiar with a lot of the other guys' work. You know, uh, a 500 yard rusher, that's nice, but that's not like, 
You're not bringing in uh, Ryan Matthews here. I think the receivers though they brought in too though, and, and the safety from Kent State. Nice patchwork and offensive lineman from Kansas State. Yeah, uh, yeah, bringing that in, especially considering that the offensive line is pretty stacked as is with returning players. I think the offense they've they've done a good job. You know tooling up and getting ready for a big, big season here. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And uh, look, if you, if you look at the offense, Patty, see, uh, let me, let me rattle off that? some of these recruiting. Sure. sure let's Last go. five cycles, uh, 85, 100, uh, 71, 72, 82. And this year they're sitting back at one one, but it's early in the uh, recruiting period. So they're probably going to get last. They're going to fill out the roster later. Yeah. Only five commits so far, but so that's pretty low, but I do feel like no uh, conference is more like poorly ranked than they actually like their performance is so much better than their recruiting ranking as the Mountain West. That's why I've always thought it's a little bit of a sham. Well, it is a sham, yeah. and and the Mountain West proves it year in year out. I mean, within that seems really low, but within their own conference, they're ranked uh, two each of the last two years, just behind Boise State in terms of uh, composite talent. But again, nationally, they're down at 77. There's no way the second best yeah. team in the Mountain West is the 77th yeah. best team in college yeah. football. And they win 10 games almost every, every year. year. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they do that routinely. Whether And Boise, too. You yeah. know, like they, there's players in Iowa. They have them every year. Like, yeah. give them some love. Uh, the offense, though, Pat McCann running the offense for Jeff Tedford. I'm sure Tedford's got. His hands all over it, but uh, scoring offense fifty first a year ago, ninety first in rush offense, twenty seventh in pass offense, fifty second in total offense. Take those numbers with a grain uh, of salt. Idaho is right now. All right. Yeah, uh, you said Iowa. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, um, geography. We'll we'll do a geography. Yeah. Uh, geography later. Later. Um, um, hold on. You said uh, rattle off those uh, offensive stats. Fifty first in scoring offense, ninety first in rush offense, twenty seventh in pass offense, fifty second in total offense. Normally, I think that offense would be better. Remember, Tedford or not Tedford Hainer missed like four or five weeks. Yeah. So I think you're really looking at a top 50 offense. I mean, 27 in passing offenses is, is nice already. So yeah, especially considering a backup quarterback was there for a good chunk of the season. Yeah. Um, He's always been able to crank out quarterbacks. Well, that's why uh, that, so they have Mikey Keene, Logan Fife also returns. So they have some quarterback depth, but I think Keene's going to be the starter and he, he also gets to uh, he's a sophomore. He gets to, he, the, the red shirt in. So you're going to have him for three years here. Um, I like that. Now at the yeah. running back spot, is it Damian Moore? Is it uh, Malik Sherrod? We we'll find out. I, I think they're leaning towards Sherrod. Well, uh, I mean, they did brush the ball, I guess, quite a bit uh, with Mims. Uh, you know, 261 rushes, 1,372 yards, 18 touchdowns. If can Sherrod step in and replace that production? Do you think? Be the bell cow they I need. Be, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I think they'll be fine at the running back spot. Wide receivers. Uh, now this is one inexperienced, but they got. I feel like Fresno always has good wideouts. Is that crazy? Like uh, I, I know Bernard Berry and Devonte Adams. You can just go on and on and on about how many great receivers come out of this place. Um, but uh, inexperienced, perhaps uh, Eric Brooks, uh, Jalen Gill, Mikael Mikael Barkley, Magdalena. I mean, they're they're certainly inexperienced, but I just wonder do we do we even really worry about that? Yeah, I mean it's tough to say. I'm looking at their all-time receivers list. Um, Jalen Cropper was up there, number eight all-time. That's a tough guy Stuck. to lose. Yeah. And they lose Kelly, yeah. um, Zane Pope gone yeah. as well. Yeah. So, but you're right. They're they're a program. They that seem reloads. to be like a factory at that position. And Jeff Tedford's offense is going to make receivers 
yeah. look good, even if they're yeah. of average ability. Yeah. The offensive line, and this is what I think you've got to be super excited about. They return four of five on the offensive line. They also return their tight end, but they don't really use a tight end. Um, but uh, you know, and and who knows who starts at tight end, but uh I would say, you know, the offense is looking pretty good, man. The all just knowing that four or five back on the O line, I understand you're replacing some key spots, but I think Keen can play, man. You you hardly ever get a sophomore quarterback that has that many starts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, they they are, you know, on paper a very, you know, promising offense. Uh on the defensive side of the ball, um they got uh, Kevin Coyle is the DC. 14th in scoring defense a year ago. Wow. 14th in scoring defense, Patty C. Gotta like that. Uh 65th in rush defense. Uh 18th in pass defense. 30th in total defense. Man, top 30 defense from a year ago. Came from LSU. Uh, I believe he was there during that national championship season. So uh, you know, bring it a, a little pedigree there. 30th. Um, well, I think you should be excited about the front seven at least. Because on the defensive line, uh, Devo Bridges, Johnny Hudson, those guys are back. Two of three, two of four, or actually three of four on the defensive line. Uh, the whole entire linebacking core is back, Patty C. Uh, I think they'll take that. Yeah. Now the secondary is the question mark. Second, as I alluded to, they got kind of, you know, the portal. They took some big hits in the secondary. Guys going to SMU, uh, Oregon, Texas A and M, stuff like that. Um, they just return one in the secondary. It is at corner and Cameron Lockridge, but like I alluded to, they went out and got Deion Clark. They have some other guys that want to step up. Little concern there. They do return kicker and punter though, Patty C. So maybe they got something going there. Um what do you make what do you make of the defense? Lockridge uh five picks, hundred and one yards, twenty yards per return. That's a big play uh big play corner. Big play corner, and then uh, Lavelle Belly, um Leading tackler, like you said, eighty-eight tackles last year coming back. So, you know, some pretty key, uh, you know, leaders at each level of the defense returning. I'm not really worried about yeah. about this team. Yeah, you know, uh, especially for number fourteen scoring defense. Um, I'm curious. Uh, it seems like they generated a fair amount of turnovers. A lot of passes defensed. Uh, I'm seeing on the stat sheet here. I'm pretty impressed actually. So, whatever he's doing. You know, I'm curious. I want to look at them a little more, more closely this year. The, and the figure skill it. position guys, man, getting after it. He's he's uh he's an older dude, 67 years old. Kevin Coyle been in the old school baby coaching game since 1978. Old school baby. Yep, a lot um, of experience there. Well, look, uh, we're gonna go game by game on the, on the Bulldog schedule and talk about the upcoming year. I'm super excited. I I would love to see them in the Power Five. Um, because really, let me ask you something: Is there really a difference? Between Cincinnati and Fresno, I mean Fresno's got a better history. That's what I'm saying. Like, is there yeah. a difference between Kansas and Fresno? Uh, Fresno's got a better history. That's what I'm saying. Like, they deserve to be there. It's no, like they could easily. Why, why do Fresno and Boise have? I, they shouldn't be getting passed up, in my opinion. Yeah, they've been one... so good for so long. It's like just because they're smaller TV markets, I thought TV markets don't matter as much as uh, anymore. That's the problem with this whole thing: is you get like Rutgers and Maryland benefiting, or uh, you know, uh, benefiting, not benefiting. benefiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was out benefiting the other day, uh, but uh, you know, you they benefit, but like the schools that have been amazing at football for a long time are kind of getting hosed a little bit. I want to see where Fresno uh, falls on the. Uh 
old TV ranking. Number 53. It's not even that low. Yeah. yeah. It's just below Memphis. I mean, it's above. And they got a good fan base. That's why the Big 12 should grab them. The Big 12, in my opinion, is like the Sun Belt. It 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 added these schools that all have good fan bases. Yeah. And and they're they're losing, okay, you're losing Texas and Oklahoma. They are good fan bases, but everyone is a good fan base and when in you that think conference. About, yeah. When you think about when you think about the fact that Stanford, Cal, and even UCLA don't really invest in their football, the only team that has really invested in football. I guess you could say San Diego, San Diego State lately. Yeah, lately, yeah. But uh, traditionally, had they they would be a powerhouse. Yes, you know? had they at the right time, they would be a they powerhouse. They would be a powerhouse. Yeah. Fresno has, but they haven't like been given the shot by the media to really build their program. If you give them the the resources to build it, the fan base is gonna you know buy in. And if they suddenly have equal footing with Stanford and Cal and UCLA. Then they're going to go and get those players, and they're going to become a freaking beast. Well, especially like, and they fit the Big 12's footprint. Like, what is Ames, Iowa? What is Manhattan, Kansas? Well, yeah. what is Fresno, California? Yeah, it, it just they got a they're the Sun Belt of the base. West. Yeah, they're a passionate fan base out there. Anyway, we're going to talk all about it. Go game by game on the schedule. Hope you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience, uh, folks. What to tell you? We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog, uh, underdog pick'em is also a great way to get down on so your favorite MLB or N- NFL season player props. They also have college football player props when the season rolls around. Uh, there's so many ways to win over at Underdog, and Underdog's available in so many different states. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. Um, Patty, see, look, if you're watching, once again, we host the, the the college football experience, or the yeah, the college football experience, the FCS college football experience as well. Two different feeds. Also the college basketball experience. I like Fresno's basketball squad. I think it's getting better. Uh also the college baseball experience. So check us out. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. Patty C, but if you're watching on YouTube, you see the sweet ass graphic. Uh, shout out to shout out to our, our graphics department, uh, Cam Kerr doing Beautiful. good work. But the win total sitting at eight, Patty C eight for Tedford. I mean, eight's not a shabby season. If the health holds up, though, let's. He's been at Fresno four seasons as a head coach, right? Yeah. If you take out the year where he had health problems, he's, yeah, he's mean, won 10, 12, and ten. When you think about uh, last year. When Hayner was out, presumably, I have to look at the game log to make sure we're right on this. That the like, but if he was out for the Fresno State or the Oregon State game, rather, yeah, they only lost that game by three. Oregon State won how many games last year? Eleven, I believe. Yeah, right? ten or eleven. Yeah, they got housed at USC. Understandable. USC was great. They didn't uh, have Hayner that game though. They didn't have Hayner yeah. that game. Okay, so that that hurts. Obviously, lost at UConn. Long trip, you know, to a decent a bowl team yeah. uh, in UConn last year, and then lost at Boise. All all those. Against very good yeah. teams, and then and then they started really hammering teams for the rest of the season. I mean, dominating, dominating the crap out of almost everyone they played. Uh, this year, yeah, I think eight seems very doable, but the schedule is. Uh, I would argue the schedule's fun. Let's take a look. Week one. Well, f- uh, I'm going to highlight something in a second. So week one, they head to West Lafayette to take on the Purdue Boilermakers. Now. Purdue Boilermakers are breaking in a brand new head football coach in Ryan Walters, who I'm a fan of, played at Colorado back in the day. But he, uh, certainly a what, shift f- philosophically 
going what, on there. What way to? Uh, it's a great spot to get them. If you told me you had to play Purdue more than any time, I would want to play them. Yeah, a complete system Week shift one. in the yeah. first game that they're putting it in. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I also think Fresno is just better than Purdue. Purdue was a little counterfeit. They, I mean, they made the Big Ten championship last but year, but I think but they yeah. were counterfeit. If you look back at what they did, they they lost to some crappy teams and they beat some crappy teams. I think Fresno can win that game. Um, yeah, I think Fresno will win that game, even on the road. One and zero. Yeah. Eastern Washington, decent FCS. Obviously, they they've they've actually been very good in the FCS over the past twenty years. Yeah. Uh, they travel down to Fresno, California. Now, did they just rename this? I thought I heard this. Is it now Valley Valley Children's Stadium, yeah, or was it that named before? It. It's the same stadium. They just changed the name. Yeah, but yeah, they changed the name. Valley yeah. Children's Stadium. It's pretty cool. Uh, I got them beating E Dub. Uh, yeah, I got them beating E Dub too. So now they go on the road to Tempe. But guess what? Brand new coach. Yeah. What what a great schedule for Power Fives because you're getting two brand new coaches. Yeah, within the first three weeks of the season. If you listen to the Arizona State preview, I have Fresno beating Arizona State and Tempe. Yeah. I agree. Three and zero, and then Kent State, who's breaking in a brand new head coach, Patty C. It's tough. I mean, I think they might lose one of those first three games. I think the Purdue game is harder than the Arizona State game because Arizona State had like it's like Colorado; they had like forty transfers. Yeah. Right. Purdue, I actually think, is a little more. Who set do we up. say is running the quarterback down in uh, Tempe? Temp, uh, it's Drew Pine. Pine. Yeah. Uh, but Purdue, it's Hudson Card. I think Purdue's done a better job. They're they're more ready to win this year. Yeah. Than Arizona State. Yeah. Card so because he has wheels is probably better. You know, figuring things out on the fly if things break down and the offense isn't moving. Whereas uh, Drew Pine is a little bit. He's not completely immobile, but if if that he's not going to be able to scramble and make that offense go by himself. So I think Fresno is three and zero. Uh, I do too. And then I think they beat Kent State because Kent State is a brand new coach. And I think they're going to be ass this year. <laughs> so I think they're going to be four now. Yeah. Then they played Nevada, who was ass last year, and I think they're going to be ass this year. They'll be better, but uh, they'll still five take an L. L. Yeah, five and zero for Fresno. Now comes a gigantic game, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, a gigantic back-to-back stretch. They're at Wyoming. The that, that's the one of the toughest places. I think one of the the most underrated toughest places to grab a dub. It's the highest elevation in the country for for a FBS college football game. This is tough, but at least it's October seventh and not in the cold. Yeah, it, you're kind of like if you told me you had to play Wyoming, I'd want to play that closer to uh, September or in September. I am um, curious. Uh, I know they beat them thirty nothing last year late in the season, but that was in Fresno. Yeah, I think it's at Wyoming is always a little tough. I feel like um, twenty twenty one they beat them seventeen nothing. Uh, and then 2018, they beat them 27 three. So, uh, Wyoming has managed three points in the last three outings <laughs> against uh, Fresno. All right, fair enough. Fresno wins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you sold me on that. What about the game the following week, though? Back to back away. They're they go due to Logan. for a loss yeah. by now. Okay. They're due for a loss. And it, it, I, I think, what, they to be six and one? Six yeah. and one in their first. They could seven. be seven and zero. They could be easily yeah. be seven and zero. They get a bye week and then they're hosting UNLV. Brand new head coach Patty C. Win. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Eight and one potentially nine and zero. Right. Yeah. Home to Boise. They don't have to go to the Smurf turf. Or uh, seven and one potentially yeah. eight and zero. Yeah. There uh, we go. Yeah. Hosting Boise um, again. They beat. They they split with Boise last year, but got the better of them in the uh, Mac, uh, Mountain West Championship game. Yeah. As long as they have Keen, I think this is. 
you know, this could be a, this is a, a very win. competitive game, but I'm yeah. giving it to Fresno. I am too. This is starting to look like lock territory. Dude, here. this could be a magical season for Fresno. Yeah. Uh, after that, they head to San Jose. Now this is tricky because I think San Jose is a bull team. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it is their most played rival of all time. Of course it is because they're regional rivals. What happened last year? 44 and 38 all time. So a pretty damn good series. They won 17, 10 last year. Yeah. I mean, it's a one score game, but Chevin Cordero's back for San Jose state. It's a dangerous game. No, this is a dangerous game. Yeah. In fact, in their last, it looks like their last eight, it's four and four. Yeah. This is a sneaky, tough one to me. Let's say they lose this one. Okay, we'll give them loss number two. I know they're not. The fans are already turning us off. <laughs> then they get New Mexico. That's a win. And then at San Diego State. That's a tough one. Yeah, but still, I, the over's a lock, dude. I think they could. Like, I'm not going to say they're going to go 12 and 0. They could. It's not at they all could. out of the realm of possibility. They really could, especially yeah. like we said, getting Purdue and Arizona State that early into their new coaches' tenures. Uh, that bodes really well for Jeff Tedford. Oh man. Imagine if they get the, the, the those. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll lock. The this great over. part is that uh, Logan Fife. You know, if Mikey Keen isn't ready, you know, Logan Fife does have the experience. So the quarterback position shouldn't be, you know, a, a huge. You know, never. I never have a problem with Tedford and quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, look at Cal. Was it was Kyle Bowler, Kevin Riley, or uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Rogers, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. Um, yeah, this is this will this will be a lock. Uh, yeah, at the end of the season, because I'm, sure. I'm thinking we're looking at really like ten and two. Yeah, and the amount of how, how, let me look back at that schedule. How many how many uh, new coaches are they getting? One, two, three, four, four new head coaches. Gotta like that, man. You gotta like that on a schedule. So, um, all right, look before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker. AKA college football campus tour. If you haven't had a chance to check him out, check him out on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Uh, and Michael travels around to a bunch of college football games. He, t- he, I had him on to talk about the experience he gets in Fresno checking out the, what'd you say? The new stadium was called again, Valley children's stadium. There you go. So I, I had a chance to sit down with him and, uh, and you know, I, I, I'm excited to see uh, what he has to say. I'm excited, excited for you to see what he has to say. Patty. See, Actually, um, as I'm waiting for this to to load, it is still giving me problems, Patty. See, but tell me something about Fresno State football, buddy. Uh, let's see. Let me try and dial up uh, some stats here. Should we go uh, traditional leaders here? All time, Derek Carr. You know, a former number one draft pick had How been. About, so Derek Carr, David Carr, yeah. Trent Dilfer, Billy Volek, Jake Hayner. They Paul got Pinnaker. quarterbacks. They got quarterbacks. Yeah. Tim Brandsetter. Yeah, uh, lots got, of dudes. Uh, Sweeney. Right. Yep. All time rushing list. We got Robbie Rouse, Ron Rivers, Ronnie Rivers as the top three. I'm surprised Aaron Craver or Ryan Matthews. Remember Ryan Matthews? Ryan Matthews is number five. Actually, Jordan Mims, who just left, was number four all time. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Michael not, Pittman, not Lorenzo Neal. Yep. Yeah, like, Lorenzo Neal was the fullback. They gave him carries. Yeah, I mean, when you're that big of a beast, you deserve that. They fed. <laughs> they fed the man, and then uh, you know. Keyshawn Johnson, the all-time leading receiver. Uh, you know, I think he was on the Cardinals last year. Thirty-four hundred, twenty-four touchdowns. You know, a couple, like you said, Henry Allard, Jalen Cropper, losing him. Stephon Page was a beast for them. They had guys, David Dunn. You remember David Dunn? Um, 
Uh, yeah. I mean, this Fresno program has been really good. Sorry. I'm, I'm waiting for this thing to, to it's been processing, but it, it's almost there. I think I thought it would be Col- done by the time college campus toilet. Uh, let's see. We, we, <laughs> and uh, he's worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah. Michael I mean, this Parker's is a guy, this is a guy that travels Patty. See, could you imagine going to four, five, six, seven college football games a week? Uh, if in that's a, what Michael Barker, AKA in college a dream football world. Does. Yes. I can't imagine that. In fact, I imagine that all the time and, and I got it. It's uploaded. Here we go. So with all no right. further ado, here is one Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. The season preview is one, one guy you just should be following. If you love college football, like me, and you love Fresno state football, like me, uh, you need to be following this guy because he goes to, he, first off, he goes to like a thousand college football games a year. All right. Like I, I, I can't even keep up to date with how many games he goes to, but it's, it's just a must follow on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Uh, I know him as Michael Barker. How you doing, Michael? And uh, thanks for hopping on the show to talk Fresno state and bulldog uh, stadium there. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, not a thousand. The most I did was 81 in 2021, but you know, close to a hundred. All I know is, is when I refresh my tw- Twitter every morning or every day, I was like, wait, he's here. He's here. I was following you around. Like I was working for the FBI trying to bust somebody, you know what I mean? And uh, man, uh, you do great work, man. You post the photo of the game. I love it. Uh, you, you, a lot of times we'll have a lot of history references with, with, with the team or whatever you're, you're viewing. So uh, people get over there, follow Michael and uh, talk to me about Bulldog stadium, Michael. So Bulldog stadium uh, recently renamed Valley children's stadium. Uh, but long time, we all know it as Bulldog Stadium. Opened in 1980, uh, started out with 30,000 seats. And uh, between 1989 and 1991, they added an additional 10,000 seats and 22 skyboxes for its current capacity. Uh, it hosted the California Bowl game. Uh, that was the name of it, the California Bowl, from 1981 to 1991. And uh, most recently, there was an announcement that they have a um, – a campaign, Elevate campaign, that's the name of it, where they are looking to raise $250 million to modernize the stadium, new video board, new press box, new club tower, new lounges, uh, new uh, entrances, uh, new plazas, everything. So uh, I think that Fresno State has the most passionate fans out of any college uh, FBS school in California, um, and their fans are they're back their team. It's a, a passionate fan base and it would be great for them to uh, have this renovation project go through. We, we know what's happening with San Diego state and the benefits of their new stadium. So hopefully uh, the dog fans can get behind this campaign as well. Oh man, that would be fantastic. Cause the, the, look, I've been to Fresno. I haven't been to a game, but I've been to Fresno and you're right. These fans are connected to, to Fresno state football and I, I would love to see them, you know, a just get a, you know, the stadium up to uh, you know, the the likes. I know there's been rumblings that they could be in the Big Twelve. Uh, I would love to see, you know, I like them in the Mountain West, but look, I'd love to see their growth because they do football right for California, man. So, well, uh, what games did you get to see, man? In Fresno, so I went there. I just went there for the spring game, but as far as a regular season game, went to a big one in 2018. They played San Diego State. They were vying for first place. Uh, the crowd showed out. They were incredible. Uh, they ended up beating uh, San Diego State 23 to 14. And the bit, the most impressive stat of the game, we all know how San Diego State runs the ball. They held San Diego State to 64 yards rushing in that game. So 
incredible bulldog defense and, and the crowd was amazing and uh, they're vying for the Mountain West Championship. It's cool. What's cool about the uh, Mountain West is their conference championship game is played at home. They've gone to Boise and they've won up there in the snow. So if they can get things going in the regular season, it would be a really, really huge game to go to for a Mountain West championship game in Fresno. Oh, that would be fantastic. I, I might have to make some plans for that as well. Uh, I love it, man. I love the checkered end zones too. I mean, that's always one to me, the, the, the checkered end zones. So Fresno state doing it right. And uh, Michael Barker also doing it right. You should give him a follow on Twitter. Cause like I said, this guy is a, like, I love college football. I didn't even know who he was. And like Twitter was recommending me it. And I, or other people were retweeting his post. I was like, who the hell is this guy? He's doing awesome work. Give him a follow. And Michael, maybe one day I'll see you at Bulldog stadium, man. Yeah, this this is one we got to get to. Both of us as Californians, so maybe we can meet in the middle of the Bay and SoCal and meet up at um, Valley Children's, aka Bulldog Stadium. Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. Take care, brother, and thanks for helping on the show. All right, that was Michael Barker, Patty C. If, if they're hosting the Mountain West Championship, I'm just going to go ahead and say we're going. Oh, Valley. Uh, I mean, uh, Fresno is is pretty cool. You yeah. know, I like if the, my my first recollection of Fresno driving up there is. The first exit is a strip club. So, <laughs> you know, I knew I was in Fresno that's, right then. That's for recruiting purposes right <laughs> that's there. Right. All right. That's right. The uh, first thing go. when you get into Fresno let's is go. that strip club. Look, uh, uh, I, I'm excited, man. I, I'm all over the over. This is a, this is a, this is a Dundee play all day. Yeah. Easy all money, right. baby. I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. Give us a follow. Uh, you know, folks, subscribe youtube.com slash the college experience as we break down all 133 college football teams with the solo podcast for every single team in the land. Um, also, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. Uh, give us all a follow, check us out and uh, feel free to check out the college basketball experience, college baseball experience, the FCS college football experience, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe to it all sports gambling podcast. If you're an NFL, you like the NFL, we got you covered there. Uh, so check it all out. Get the SGPN app for free in the app store and Google play store. And remember to hop in the discord and talk Fresno state football with us. Sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. All right, folks. Until the next time. See, I, all over the over here. They got the V on the back of the helmet. Uh, I'm rocking the V on the there front of the head. Valley in the house, baby. Valley in the house, folks. This is the college football experience. Fresno State Bulldog style. We're on the over. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.